says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. It is quick, it is powerful, it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Heaven and earth is going to pass away, but Father, your word will never, ever pass away. Thank you that you watch over your word to perform. And Father, as your word is ministered to today, I step back so the Spirit of God can use me to minister your word by your spirit to your people. And I declare after hearing the word, faith is going to come in our lives. And when faith comes, Father, change comes. And Lord, I just thank you that life, health, faith, and power will be released through your word in the mighty name of Jesus. And Jesus, we thank you because we know you watch over your word to perform it. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray, let everybody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated here. You may be seated at home. Well, we're in a second division of our series entitled The Power of Choice. Everyone say the power of choice. And the goal of our series that we're in is is threefold. Number one, to help us understand the power that choices have in our lives. Also, we want to realize the impact that these choices have. And then hopefully make some better choices in our future that will help us glorify God and also live a better life. And so last week... I started a new topic in our choice series, and I entitled it Choosing to Honor. And I'll be teaching that throughout the whole month of October. So if you are taking notes or if you would like, write down today's lesson title. It is Honor Through Understanding. Honor Through Understanding. This is going to be a very, very good message. Now, before I jump into the message... I just want you to prepare yourself. So you say, well, pastor, how do I prepare myself? Here's how I want you to prepare yourself. I want you to tell yourself, self, whatever he says, you need to listen. Self, whatever he says that you're not doing, you need to do it. Self, humble yourself right now. All right, good. So I I chose this particular topic because we live in a nation where honor is not something that we strive to attain or even exercise. We live in a democratic age, especially here in America, and our democratic mindset and the way we do things kind of leaves so much room for us to have our own opinions to the point that we feel that we can dishonor or even disrespect people even if they didn't disrespect us. If we disagree with someone, we feel it is okay to be disrespectful or dishonored. And so I believe a message like this is not only needed, but I believe it'll change our lives individually and as a nation. 
So my prayer today is that you'll be able to see how powerful honor is and then the potential that it has to change our lives and others. So if you have your Bibles, go to 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30. And this week, our, our message or our notes are now able to show on the screen. We've been having some technical difficulties. So those of you who are at home, you should be able to see our notes and our scriptures that we put up. 1 Samuel 2.30 and then Isaiah 58.13. I have three points. Everybody say three points. I have three points that I want to share with you today. So let's just jump right into it. Here's point number one if you're taking notes. Honor starts with God. Honor starts with God. You and I will never be able to honor anyone else properly, regardless of who they are, regardless of what they do. We won't be able to honor them properly until we start with honoring God. In 1 Samuel 2.30, he says, Wherefore the Lord God of Israel says, I indeed that thy house, and he was talking to the priest over in the Old Testament, he says, and the house of your father, that they should walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, be it far from me, for those that honor me, watch this church, I will honor. And those that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. In other words, God is saying in principle that if you will honor me, I will honor you. If you lightly esteem me, if you disrespect me, if you dishonor me, then dishonor comes back to you. Now, this word honor in the Old Testament is the Greek word kabod, and it means to promote someone to honor, but it also means for someone or something to have a weighty part in your life in a good way or a bad way. In other words, He's saying, when you choose to honor him, allow it to have some weight in your life. You ever been in a situation where, uh, let's say you were at work and uh, everybody was going out to lunch and they invited you to go and uh, you're sitting at the table, the food comes out and nobody's saying their grace and you know you need to. How many know you need to say your grace these days? Right. You need to say it. And so here it is. How much weight does God have in your life for you to say, hold up, everybody. Can I say the grace? Oh, I know you might bow your head real secretly and say it. Jesus will. But do you have enough faith? Does God have enough weight in your life that you're willing to say, I am going to exercise honor of God in my life. Say amen to that. So here's a principle that I want you to catch today. Here's a principle. If we are going to honor God and others, we have to do it his way. I'm going to say that again. Here's the principle that I want you to grab. If you and I are going to honor God and others, we have to do it his way. You cannot say you are being honorable if you're not honoring God or others his way. Now, there are four primary ways that you and I can display honor, four different ways. I'm not going to get into them. I'm just going to tell you what they are. These four ways are how we can display honor. Here's the first one. We display honor through our actions. And this is how we show honor in what we do. Uh, I mentioned this after service on last week. And I mentioned it on Instagram. I'm going to tell the story here. 
Two weeks ago, I'm sitting at a light. I hear a screeching take place, and I know I am about to get slammed in the back. And all of a sudden, boom, this guy hits me. He hits me so hard that I kind of lose orientation. And he jumps out. He's in a big F-150 truck. And uh, he gets out. He looks through uh, the window. He says, are you okay? And I'm shaking it off. And I get out of the car. And uh, before I get out of the car, I make sure I took a picture of his license plate in the back. I get out of the car. And uh, he says, would you like to get my license and registration? And uh, I said, yes. So he says, let me get back in the car and move it up some more. I said, oh, no, you don't need to move it no more because we weren't in the street. He had already pulled over. But see, I am from the hood. Now, please, the ghetto and the hood are different. Okay, ghetto is gangster, rap, that kind of stuff. Hood is just kind of hard time. So I'm from the hood, and and you're not going to hoodwink me by jumping in your truck and leaving before I get the information. So I said, so when he said he was going to get in the car uh, truck and move it up, I jumped in front of his truck, got my camera out, took a a picture of the damage of his truck and a picture of his license plate. And he had hit me so hard that his, his metal fender bent into his tire. When I turned around to go back to my car, this guy takes off, hit and run. I call 911 and I say, hey, this guy just did this. I got his license plate. I was like, I should have followed him. And the lady was like, sir, we don't want you to get hurt. We don't need you to follow him. I'm like, ma'am, I'm not going to get hurt. Because I I have buddy with me. How many have buddy? You'll figure out who buddy is later. But, but uh, I have a friend named Buddy who travels with me, and Buddy wants to make sure Evan's okay. And so she's probably like, who's Buddy? But anyway, this guy, long story short, decides to hit and run me. Well, they found him because his smoke on the tires was up. They, they finally called him, and, and they, they gave me, I gave him the description. They said, yeah, that's him. They said, well, uh, would you, they said, he's going to jail today. I guess he has some other stuff going on in his life. And they said, would you like to press charges? I said, well, had he honored me and said, mister, I have some warrants out. I have some tickets I haven't paid for. Can you just take my driver's license and insurance and let me go? I would have let him go because I understand. But no, he didn't want to honor Pastor Evan. I said, yes, we will be pressing charges. I'll see Judge Judy in three weeks. So we honor through our actions. We honor through our attitudes. And this is the way we carry out honor. We also display honor through our thoughts. And this is the mental process we use to determine whether we should honor someone. And then the fourth one, which is very critical, is the heart. We display honor from the heart. And this is the core part of where we honor or dishonor. That's the core part of where we honor or dishonor. Now, because, listen, the heart, everybody say the heart. 
Come on, at home, say the heart. Somebody type it in the comment section, the heart. The heart is the core of who we are, and it determines what we do, and it is critical that we cultivate our hearts to honor. I'm going to say that again. It is important that you and I cultivate our hearts to honor because the way our country is set up, it is not teaching us to cultivate honor. When I was growing up, it didn't matter who you were. Most parents taught their children to say, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. At school, you said, yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am. There were certain guidelines of honor that was in place. So I want to read a verse to you that bears repeating. I read it on last week. This is Isaiah 29, verse 13. It says, Wherefore the Lord says, who's talking, church? Come on, church, who's talking at home? The Lord is. He says, For as much as this people, they draw near to me with their mouth, and with their lips they do honor me but have removed their hearts far from me and their fear toward me is taught by the precepts of men. In other words, what God is saying is he don't want us to just give him lip service. He doesn't want us to just patronize him. You know how somebody can patronize you and you don't like that, that feeling and what they're doing? He said, listen, if you're going to honor me, the only way to do it is from the heart. So everybody say true honor comes from the heart. And that's why people even struggle with the message from last week about honoring God with their income. See, when it comes to honoring God with your finances, it's really not about how much money you have, don't have, how much money you make or don't make. You know what it all boils down to? It all boils down to where your heart is. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, Jesus said this, For where your treasure is, he said, there is where you will find your heart. So all you have to do to discover where your heart is towards God is by looking at how you give to him. The living Bible of that same verse says this, if your prophets are in heaven, your heart will be there too. And if you want, listen, if you want this church to feel like your church, if you want to feel connected to this church, you have to put your money where your heart is. Amen, church. So there has to be a standard for honoring, and that standard must come from God. And let me tell you why. Because we all have our own standard by which we want to do something. And so for us to honor God his way and for us to honor God, uh, people the way God wants us to, then we have to now allow God to set that standard. Now, this verse that I'm about to read is an example of the principle that I gave you, which is if we're going to honor God and others, we must do it whose way? God's way. So now I'm about to read Isaiah 58. Let's look in verse 13. This is what it says. And I'm reading out of the King James, and then I'm going to read it out of the Living Bible. He says, and this was God talking about the Sabbath. And let me just say something about the Sabbath. How many know the Ten Commandments are still good? Okay, we don't have to live by them to go to heaven. Jesus did everything we needed to do from that aspect. But living by the Ten Commandments are still good. As a matter of fact, if we just live by the law of love, we will fulfill all ten, ten of the commandments. But one of the commandments that we fail to rem remember is one of them is you shall obey the Sabbath. Right. 
So he's talking to the children of Israel here about the Sabbath. So he says, if you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your own pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, watch what he says, you shall honor me, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. He said, listen, if you want to uh, fulfill the Sabbath my way, then you have to do it not the way you want to do it. And then verse 14 says, and when you delight yourself in the Lord, notice what will happen. He says, I will cause you to ride upon high places of the earth and feed with the heritage of Jacob, your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Let's read out of the living Bible. He says, if you keep the Sabbath holy, not having your own fun and business on that day, but enjoying the Sabbath, speaking of it with delight as the Lord's holy day, and honoring the Lord in what you do. Watch this. Not following your own desires and pleasure, nor talking idly. Then, watch this, after you and I, he says, after he said to them, after you obey the Sabbath and you do it my way, he says, then the Lord will be your delight and I will see to it, watch this, that you ride high and get your full share of what class? blessings in other words he was saying here when you obey the sabbath and you do it my way there's a full share of blessings well let me say this when you and i learn to honor god's way there is a full reward of blessings that come with honor amen there is a reward that comes with honoring god and others and this reward listen has different levels so i'm about to show you today how to reach new levels of blessings in your life. Because some of us in this room and some of us who are watching through the lens, listen, our blessing levels have become stagnated. And I guarantee you one of the reasons could be maybe you are being dishonorable in some areas of your life. Amen. God's power and his rewards are released when proper honor is displayed from the heart. I'm going to say that again. God's power and his reward is released. Everybody say released. When proper honor is released or displayed from the heart. So now I'm about to read something in Matthew chapter 13. And this scenario, you're going to see that those who released honor to Jesus received a full reward. And those who did not receive little or none watch this it says in verse 54 and when he jesus was coming to his own country okay so we know he was born in nazareth he was raised in the galilee area so he was at home he taught them in their synagogue to the point that they were astonished and said where has this man, did he get this wisdom and these mighty works? So they're watching Jesus, the hometown boy, come in, preach the word. And they say, wow, where did this man get this wisdom? Where did he get this authority? Where did he get the ability to do these mighty works? And then verse 55 says, is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? Isn't his brothers James, Joseph, and Simon, and Judas, aren't they among us? Verse 56, and his sisters, are they not all with us? Look, I'm married to Abigail, his sister. Verse 57, and they were all, what? Offended in him. 
But Jesus said unto them, watch this now, church, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Watch verse 58, very powerful. And he, Jesus, did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. So watch this. What happened was Jesus' own hometown did not experience his power to heal or to even do mighty works. Watch this. Because they did not value or respect who he was. I'm going to say that again. Here it was. The king of kings, the Lord of lords, the same person who previously had went to a town and healed everybody. The Bible says that he could not do many mighty works there. And the reason he couldn't is because they did not value or respect who he was. In other words, they dishonored him. Now, the word honor in the New Testament has several meanings. Here's what they are. It means to prize, to value, to revere, or to respect. I'm going to say that again. In the New Testament, the word honor means to value, to prize, to revere, or to respect. In other words, instead of showing value toward Jesus, they viewed him as common or average. See, when you have respect for something, when something is valuable... When you have little children, you don't put the very expensive items down on the ground where they can, they can reach them. I mean, you can train them not to touch it, but what you typically do is you put the more valuable things up. up. In, in other words, if you have some valuable jewelry, it's not just sitting around all the time. You put it in places where, where it, it can't just be seen in open sight. Why? Because you value that. Well, when you don't value something, you see it as common or average. So let me give you another principle. Here's another principle. The first principle I gave you now says that if we're going to honor God and honor people, we have to do it His way. Well, here's a second one. When we properly honor it causes our believing and our faith to work at high levels. I'm about to show you today how to make your faith move to another level. Because the Bible says we should go from faith to faith. In other words, you shouldn't stay at the same faith level you are. You shouldn't have the same faith level you had last year. I mean, unless you want last year's blessings. How many want to go up? Well, let me show you how your faith and your believing can go up. Go back to Matthew 13, 58. Let me show you this real quick. It says, and he, Jesus, did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. So here's what I want us to do. I want us to reverse that verse. Let's flip it, okay? Because here it's saying he did not do many mighty works or miracles because of their unbelief. So let's flip that verse. This is what it would say. He was able to do many mighty works there because they believed. So here's a take-home statement I want you to write down. Our believing is connected to our honoring. Our believing is connected to our honoring. The only way, listen, had they honored him properly, guess what? He'd have been able to do some mighty miracles. But because they didn't value him or honor him, he couldn't do that much. In other words, he left one town and cancer was being healed. Blind eyes were open. People were being raised from the dead. And then he showed up in his hometown. He can only, you know, maybe heal a couple of coughs. Maybe one COVID case or something. I don't know. So now I'm about to show you a story and connect all of this together. Because if you get what I'm telling you today, 
If you raise your honor, you'll raise your blessings. Watch this now. This is in Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. This is the centurion soldier who experienced Jesus' healing power through his servants. So it says here in verse 5, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented, verse 7. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. I love that about Jesus. And then the centurion said, Oh, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. So watch the respect that this guy has for Jesus. He says, You know, Jesus, I know you said you come to my house. It's clean because I'm a man uh, uh, over there. I got a lot of people working for me and I got a housekeeper at the house. So, so it's not like my house is dirty. That's not why I want you to, don't want you to come. He says, But I, I just, I don't feel worthy enough for you to come. In other words, his respect for Jesus was high. He said, but if you'll just speak the word only, my servant will be healed. Verse 9. He says, for I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one man, go, and he goes. And to another comes, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. Watch this now. When, when Jesus heard it, he did what, church? He marveled. I mean, <laughs> that is an amazing thing to marvel Jesus. Can you imagine marveling the king of kings? The Bible says he marveled and said to them that was following him, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. It was the centurion's honor of Jesus' position that caused him to experience Jesus' miracles. His honor, listen, caused him to function at great faith. This man experienced Jesus' power because he had a high level of honor for Jesus. And as a church and as a people, and I'm going to show you today what you need to do. Many people miss out on blessings in life because they dishonor. You know, there are a lot of young people dying early these days. Because, and I'm not saying this is the only reason, but one of the reasons a lot of young people are dying early is because they're not honoring their parents. Now, listen, once you get a certain age, you don't have to obey your parents, but the Bible tells everyone to honor them. That's one of the Ten Commandments. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother. Watch this. With the promise that you may live long and things go well with you. So sometimes maybe these young people are dying early because they have decided to dishonor their parents. Amen through the lens. Praise the Lord. So if God wants us to honor him his way and our faith works when we do it, who else do we need to honor? Well, here's point number two. If you're taking notes, honor should include all and not just some. Honor should include all, not just some. Now, this, this particular point, it's going to get tight because we're living in an environment right now where no one wants to honor nobody. Amen. So watch 1 Peter chapter 2. I'm going to read the verse and then I'm going to make the point. 1 Peter 2.17. What's the first word in the verse, church? What is it? Come on, what is it? Honor. Then he will say, honor who? Who? Honor 
all men, black men, white men, yellow men, red men, brown men. He didn't take out no ethnic group. He says, I want you to honor who? All men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Watch this. Honor the king. Now, back in those days, they had kings. In our days, we have presidents. It didn't say if you agreed with the president or not. It didn't say if you were Democrat or Republic or not. It says regardless of what you do and your political beliefs, he says, I still want you to honor the king. Amen. We don't just honor God directly. Listen, but we must also honor him indirectly by honoring others. If he's the one telling us to honor people and we dishonor them, then we're dishonoring God because he's the one that told us to dishonor them. Are you with me? Romans 13.1. It's about to get hot in the house. Here we go. Romans 13.1. It says, let every soul be subject unto our powers. How many souls? Every soul. For there is no power but of God. The powers that are ordained or, or the powers that be have been ordained by God. Whoever therefore resists the power, resists the ordinances of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Now I'm going to stop here. I'm going to read verse 7, and then we're going to read the rest of this in the New Living Translation. Verse 7 says, Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, watch this, honor to whom honor. Romans 13, 1, now through the New Living Translation says, Everyone, who does that include? Come on, who does that include? Come on, who does that include? Everyone, everyone must submit to governing authorities. Uh-oh, we have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. We have a problem. Mayday, mayday, mayday. Wow. Everyone must submit to governing authorities. For all authority. How much authority, church? All authority comes from who, church? from God and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. Now don't hear what I'm not saying. I am not, listen, let me tell you what the Bible just said and then let me tell you what I'm not saying. The Bible just said all authority comes from God. But what the Bible is not saying is that all those functioning in God authority are godly. Now, as we read this, I need you to read this as if America wasn't here yet. Okay, this Bible was written before America was here. So don't read it with the George Floyd situation in your mind because you'll go, well, I'm not, no, 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 this is way, we way, way, way back, right? Black people were not the first people enslaved. Did you know that? If you just look at biblical history, the Israelites were enslaved to Egypt way before black people were enslaved to America. So when, it, when we read this, it's not just st stop reading it like America is the only country in the world. 
Everyone must submit to governing authorities for all authority comes from God. And these, those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And they will be punished for the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. I know we're in America and you can get pulled over and be scared and you know you didn't do nothing. This was written before that. Would you like to live without fear of authorities? Do what is right, and they will honor you. The authorities are God's servants. Listen to this, church, sent for your good. But if you are doing wrong, of course you should be afraid, for they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. Thank God we have some type of authority structure here in the the world. Watch this. So you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. Pay your taxes too. Somebody at home, pay your taxes. Uh, and, and, and then it says, for government workers need to be paid. Can I get an amen from the government workers? Yes, they want to get paid. Verse 7, give to everyone that you owe. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them. Watch this. And give respect and honor to those who are in authority. Stop right there. He just told us to give those who are in authority honor and what class? Respect. Now, I know what some of you all are thinking. They got to earn respect to get respect. But that's not what we're reading. God did not say you give the respect and honor if you get it. He said here, give respect and honor to those who are in authority. So it is God's will for us to honor him and others. Everybody say, it is God's will. Come on, say it like you mean, it is God's will for us to honor him and others. Listen, honor keeps our hearts straight but also keeps our faith straight. Honor keeps our heart straight, but it also keeps our faith straight. And that's why, listen, honor carries a reward. So here's point number three, and then I'm going to hit you with some daggers, but you're going to live. It's going to be okay because here's the issue. And and I'm going to give you a live example of an issue that I ran into with someone that I deemly and highly respect. Here's point number three. We must show honor for the position even if the person is not honorable. Oh, oh, Pastor Evan, do you have something else you can teach us this morning? I'm going to say that point again. We must show honor for the position even if the person is not honorable. Now, I'm going to read the New Living Translation of Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to start in verse 1 just to show you a principle of honor. But the main part of what I want to talk about is in the latter verses. Children, okay, so why don't we define children for those who are watching? No one in here. Children, this is Pastor Evans' definition, are people who are under the authority of their parents. And they're under the authority of their parents because they depend on their parents to live. In other words, if you're not 100% on your own, 
you're still at home. You st they're still paying your bills. They're still taking care of you, buy your clothes and your toothpaste and your toothbrush and, and all that. Then you steal the children. Okay? That's a children. Children, do what your parents tell you. This is only right. Honor your father and mother. This now goes for everybody. This is the first commandment that has a promise attached to it. Namely, verse 3, so you will live well and have a long life. Now, let me just ask a question. How many in this room wants to live well and have a long life at the same time? Because see, there's a difference now. You can, listen, you can have a long life and not live well. He said, no, no, no. If you honor your father and your mother, you will live well and live long. Verse 4, fathers, do not exasperate your children by coming down hard on them. Amen. Take them by the hand and lead them in the way of the master. Servants, respectfully obey your earthly masters, but always with an eye to obeying the real master, Christ. Don't just do what you have to do to get by, but work heartily as Christ's servants doing what God wants you to do. And work with a smile on your face, always keeping in mind that no matter who happens to be giving the orders, you really are serving God. God good work will get you good pay from the master, regardless of whether you are a slave or free. So, so here, here's the point that I want to make here. Notice he said, he used the word servants, but just think of that work. He said, when you go to work, regardless of how your boss is and the attitude they have, he says, you know what I want you to do? I want you to work respectfully as unto the Lord. So now my attitude, my honor, is not tied up with how they treat me. Because, see, the reason why your faith's going to stop is because you letting how they treat you affect how you treat them. When the fact is, when it comes to the word, God is never going to say, oh, I know, it's okay you cussed them out because they cussed you out. I don't know, for some reason, we think it's okay to not do the Bible if somebody else is not doing it. Listen, when we get to heaven, nobody's going to be standing beside you. God's not going to say to me, well, Evan, it was okay for you to cuss out Pastor Sarah because she made you mad or vice versa. No, 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 no. She's not going to be standing there. It's going to be between me and God. So when your boss treats you a certain type of way, what you have to remember is the spirit of honor says, I'm going to honor that position even if I'm not being honored. Why? Because when I honor who God sends my way, or if I honor other people, God's going to honor me. And when God honors me, guess what? He is going to reward me. And so some of you all's faith is constipated. Come on. It's constipated. Your blessings are not coming out because your faith has been constipated because you have chose to stop honoring. That's a good place to clap. Come on, give me some clap hands online.
there are four areas of delegated authority. I'm just going to go over these real quick because next week I'm talking about the last one, spiritual authority. And then my following week, my last week, I'm going to talk about honoring and relationships. But there are four key areas of delegated authority that God has ordained. The first one is civil authority. That's the government, the president, the senators, mayors, school board, superintendents, that kind of thing. And then you have family authority. This is where the husband is the head of the wife, the children are to obey their parents. Then the third one is social authority. This is, includes our bosses, our teachers, principals, coaches, that type of thing. Then we have spiritual authority, and this includes you know, spiritual delegated authority within the church world. But I'm saying all that to say this. You show me a person who is out of sync in one of these areas, and I'll show you a person who has lost some honor in one of those areas. I want you to examine your life and look at where you're struggling. Let's say you're struggling financially. Here's the question. Are you honoring who you work for? Now, you can know if you honor or not because... Remember, where does honor start from? Your where? Your heart. So the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth speaks. So we can tell if you're honoring by just listening to what you say. I'm talking to some people right now. You know more than your boss. You have a degree. I'm talking to somebody online right now. You have a degree and they don't. And you undermine everything your boss says and does because in your mind you know more than they do. And you may know more than they do. Here's the problem. They're still your boss and God still expects you to honor them. Maybe just maybe, you know, can, can I just help the young people? One of the best things or ways to get Anything you want from your parents, if they have it, is to honor them. Young people, listen to me. Listen, listen, listen. One of the best ways to get something from your parents is to honor them. How do you honor them? You gotta start right here. And see, see some of us, we, we're gonna have to, I'm gonna do application here. We got we're gonna have to get our heart straight. Because when you do it with your lips and not your heart, you're doing lip service. This is why you can only do it for a little while. You know, if you at work and 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 your your boss is really, I mean, he is under your skin, and, and, and so you hear a message like this and you go to work tomorrow and be like, okay, I'm gonna show him some love. And you go in there, and the first time he see you, he just be like, uh, you two minutes late. And so you're like, it got to start right here, right? Honor can only come from the heart. Watch this. That has proceeded in humility. It says before honor is humility. So the only way you're going to honor somebody is you got to humble yourself. I'm not saying see yourself lower than them. I'm just saying take the low road. Because there's some people in this room who need some blessings. And I believe if you'll start honoring today, honoring at home, honor your spouse, honor your wife, honor your husband, honor your children, honor your boss, honor your mom. Uh, listen, I know someone who honored their, be their best friend, right? Their best friend had a disease. Best friend dies. 
this person takes care of their best friend's mother like it was their mother and took care of the best friend's mother. The mother fell sick and, and, and listen, served that lady all the way till she passed. Do you know that that lady left everything she owned to that person because she was honored? So how do you, how do you, how do you correct this? Here's number one. Repent where you have not been honorable towards someone. Number two, go get understanding so that honor can flow. So let me tell you this story here real quick. So a mentor of mine, of mine not, it wasn't my pastor, so a mentor of mine and a person that I, I, I value and respect uh, did a, a, a podcast that I listened to. And when I listened to the podcast, and it was involving all the, you know, Black Lives Matter and, and, and their perspective on that. And, and when I listened to it, I got offended. Well, what does the Bible say? It's, you know, when you're offended, go to your brother. I wasn't going to go to him because my thing was, you know what, that's on them. I didn't do that. I thought, mm, wow, wow, I know this person and they don't treat me bad. have never treated me bad. So, so if I got offended... How many other people might get offended who don't even know them? Because when I listened to it, it didn't sound like that's who they were. And that's, that's not who I know. So I set up a meeting with them. And I didn't go in the meeting with trying to prove to them what they said was not right. I went into the meeting with humility. In fact, I went, I took them a seed. I wrote a check and I gave it to them before the meeting started. I said, hey, this is an honor seed. And I said, hey, I'm not here to try to change your mind or anything like that. I just want to share with you my perspective on something that I heard that you taught. And so I went through that and I said, here's my main concern. I said, my main concern is two things. I said, number one is if I got offended and I know you, how many other people are going to be offended who don't know you? I said, that's number one. I said, the second thing that I was concerned about was this. I said, every black person who hears that is going to leave your church. And his humility was amazing. He was more concerned about the impact that it would have on people than what his opinion and perspective was. Before I left the meeting, he says, Evan, I'm going to take that message down. Before I got home, he had already taken it off the Internet. My point is this. Before honor... There has to be humility. And some of you all are in these Black Lives Matter fights. And you know what? I believe we should fight for inequality and we, we should fight for justice. But when you start fighting people, you're fighting the wrong thing. Because the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. The real fight is up here. You can fight down here, but the real fight is up here. Ask God to restore your heart to a place of honor. And then number four, begin to show honor with the expectation that your faith is in position to work and that God is going to honor you. So for every head bowed, every eye closed, there's some people who need to get some honor things straight. There's some young people that need to, you mad. Somebody came today just mad at your mama. Just mad. You just mad. And, and you know, it's okay to, to, to be mad, but you can't stay mad. There's some people watching me who need to get your heart straight at work because I believe your next level of blessings are going to come from your honor. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your word. Let us leave with a to-do list 
that we're going to honor everybody we see. Adjust our hearts. Change us where we need it. And most of all, help us walk in humility so that we can honor those who you send our way. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. With every head still bowed, if you're watching me today, or if you're here in the room, and if you die today and you're not 100% sure you, that Jesus, that you'd go to heaven, if you're not 100% sure, I want you to be. If you're watching me and you die today, here's my question, are you 100% sure you'd go to heaven? Because if you're not, God wants you to be sure. Maybe you're here and you need to recommit your life to the Lord. Or maybe you're watching through the lens and your relationship with God is out. Maybe, just maybe, something offended you along the way. And it's made it hard for you to reconnect to the things of God. Well, maybe you need to rededicate your life. So here's what I'm going to do. We're going to pray a prayer of salvation together. And then I'm going to pray for those who need to rededicate their lives. And if you're watching us and you need a church home, the Bible says those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. You need to connect to a local church. Not just watch, but connect. Those of you who are watching and those of you here in the house, would you pray this prayer with me? Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe.